0: Going on, happy Wednesday! Welcome to All Elite Weekly, the first fan podcast, or any podcast for that matter, devoted solely to the brand new wrestling production, All Elite Weekly. I'm your host, Matt Cruz. Guys, it's our fourth episode. It's our month anniversary, as we would say. Uh, it's exciting. This is pretty exciting. I haven't been this excited for a month anniversary since the seventh grade when I received LL Cool J's The Definition album as a month anniversary gift you know that i mean that that relationship didn't make it more than a couple days past that L O cool j album but guess what I, I won't leave you i'm bringing you this this aew album this week and i won't drop you like a sack of potatoes guys as i said and record this it's january 30th out here in riverside california the sun is out so that's I mean that's 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 a that's a positive Barkley's sitting over here on the bed Barkley is my my dog he, he's looking like he's not happy about the sun being out today but guess what we've had enough doom and gloom and we've had enough not talking about wrestling today it's time to talk about some AEW I hope you guys have had a good week this past weekend was uh the the big brothers the big brother company WWE's Royal Rumble Uh, I planned to not be watching the Royal Rumble but unfortunately uh, I timed out my subscription payments incorrectly you know how that goes when you're you know when you're cutting it low when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel there you're trying to time things out you're like I'll cancel this the day before this gets charged and I'll cancel this the day before it gets charged heads up if you're still rocking that WWE Network subscription you got to cancel that the day before you might get charged at 7 p.m. instead of midnight just just a thing. We'll talk more about the Royal Rumble in a, a little bit here. But let's get into this week's matches for All Elite Weekly. We had a couple that I talked about last week. We had one that I missed, and we didn't have one that I talked about last week. So let's just start from the top. Last week, Thursday, January 24th, Toronto, Ontario. The 6th, as Drake would say. I'm sure Drake showed up to support. Who knows? I mean, I didn't see any of the footage, so I can't. I cannot guarantee you that Drake was not there. Let's just assume he wasn't. Alright. Greek Towns to uh Greek Town Wrestling to Greek Town and Beyond. Uh, I told you guys we were gonna be expecting John Atlas and Space Monkey versus MJF and Stokely Hathaway. Uh I guess earlier in the week there was an issue for the Detroit Eatery. I don't know I don't know what their conjunction is over there in Toronto. I don't know how close I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know how close Toronto is to Detroit. But this uh, this show ended up being a fundraiser for the Detroit Eatery. I guess they had a fire earlier in the week. So good on them. Great cause. Good for some... Can- I mean, I imagine that would get some more Canadians out there to support something. If they're going to be pitching in some loonies and toonies to feed some, some people down in there in Detroit. Or maybe the place is just called Detroit Eatery. Either way, the money went to that. Like I said, I couldn't find much footage from this match. What I did see on Instagram was a couple clips of MJF talking. Not really him wrestling. Uh, apparently, Sheamus was there in the audience. WWE superstar Sheamus. My sister's crush. The milky, milky, well, I guess not her main crush, but the milky uh, Scottish wrestler himself. Sheamus was in the balcony. And as MJF was leaving his match, uh, he shouted up to the balcony, you're a ginger bitch, which was pretty good. People like that. Anyways, MJF lost that match. Boom. Moving right along. Friday, January 25th in Waterbury, Connecticut. We talked about this one, too. Northeast Wrestling's over the top. This one, you can actually find already at northeastwrestling.com if you got the cash right now, if you've got the kish and you're not currently unemployed like myself, go check it out. You can actually watch this full, this full event uh, from their website themselves. The first match that I told you guys we're going to be expecting, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, SCU versus JT Dunn and Mike Verna. JT Dunn we've talked about here in the past. I know that he was teaming with MJF as Kings in the past, so this was going to be a cool little crossover. I couldn't find footage of this match, uh, the full match itself. What I did find was the actual clip of the finish and Frankie Kazarian and uh, Christopher Daniels hitting. If you go, if you type in YouTube, you can find uh, best Meltzer ever. So they hit the Meltzer. One, two, three. SCU picks up that win. There wasn't a full video of, of all these going on. Like I said, uh, you could get it on that website. But what happens shortly after, uh, JT Dunn and his partner I already lost him mark verna there you go jt dunn and mike verna staying stay in the ring they're pissed about losing that match they grab the mic they start to cut a promo they're basically issuing an open challenge jt dunn out there who we talked about has his special move his finisher is uh death by elbow so he's he's calling out he's saying i got two elbows who wants them boom hit hangman's music page comes out Still rocking that stone cold looking gear. Still looking BMF. Still got that walk. And if you're going to any of these shows, like we've talked about in the past year, if you're going to any of these shows with A A&E, and AEW cats in between now and May 25th, definitely expect some surprises. Because especially with no TV presence, with with they have being the elite, and we have a new series which we'll talk about later. But Appearances like this are really, really big opportunities for them to kind of pop up and, and keep the name out there as we build towards May 25th. So Hangman's music comes out, or Hangman's music hits. Hangman comes out. Cue that. There is more than one royal family in wrestling, whatever Cody's cool intro is. Boom, Cody's music hits, and the crowd, are, uh, the crowd there in Frederick W. Blasius, as you can see in the background, the Blasius Recreation Center pops. It's super cool that they're popping into areas like this. We talked about bar wrestling. You talked to we're talking about little recreation centers scattered throughout the country and AEW's popping up there. Super fucking dope. They circle the ring like a couple AEW sharks. Boom, pop in there. We start to get to we start to get to it. They start to mix it up. They're trading blows. Paige gets tossed out over the top and it's Cody two-on-one. What I'm noticing about their appearances like this, which shouldn't be taken to task because they're not having time to work with these cats. It's not like Cody and and JT Dunn are sitting backstage and are like, all right, cool. after after I hit you with this, then you you come in and do this. And after I do that, they're playing the hits. They're going around playing the hits. Cody's Cody and Paige kind of kinda echo the routine that they did at Bar Wrestling. You know, Paige gets over the kick. Uh, Paige gets thrown out. Cody's in there mixing it, uh, mixing it up with them. He drops down, smacks the two of them page you know front flip over the top lariat powerful lariat again but it's a little bit more of the more of the use at least we get an extra hit the biggest hit which which wasn't used at bar wrestling i don't think cody wanted to overshadow scu or anybody cody grabs done crossroads boom one two three he counts it himself he gives page the opportunity to cover done one two three the elite win the open challenge which I, mean, I don't think I don't think there was a, a bell that rang at the beginning, but they rang that bell at the end. Very cool little surprise out there in Waterbury, Connecticut. <laughs> Lastly, on that bill, I had told you we were gonna expecting Jimmy Preston, the one man thrill ride, versus the badass himself, the one. That brand new AEW producer Billy Gunn. This one I couldn't find a full match again. Like a lot of these, every week we're getting this, these tiny ass matches. In, in gyms and recreation centers throughout the country. I'm having a real hard time finding full matches. Help your boy out. We're going to say this right now. If you have attended any of these matches or, you know, or or have found clips of these matches, send them to me at All Elite Weekly Instagram. Shoot them to me at wrestlingwithwrestlingshit at gmail.com because I need help. Are you the main? All right, let's get to that main title card match. The one-man throw ride, Jimmy Preston versus Billy Gunn. What I could find was about like a one minute, two minute, uh, basically highlights of this match, and, and let's break down what happened here. At the start of this match, he's in there with with uh, with Jimmy Preston. He's looking jacked, man. He's he's looking, he's still looking as jacked, if not more jacked than he did back in his smoking gun days. I know that he's training his son these days, and that that's a big incentive to him for him to kind of stay. Stay the way, the, you know, looking the way he is. Stay as fit as he is. It's kind of a good example to show to his, you know, show to his son. Like, hey, if you if you put some oil in this thing, you know, you can ride this out, man, and you can have a you can have a good journey in this business. I think it's really cool. So they get going. A um, couple good lockups. They're going back and forth with some good lockups, some good basic wrestling, collar and elbow, you know, arm bars, shit like that. They start to have a little fun Mr. ass himself going back to his you know mr. ass persona he after this this lockups uh I think Billy Guns got JT done from behind in like an arm bar he like spanks him on the ass just like he used to when he was mr. ass kind of like all right good job kid not bad let's fucking let's see what you can do uh they keep going a little bit of ground and pound Billy guns getting him in the corner you know throwing some fists throwing those potatoes around uh eventually he just turns out to be too much for for the one-man throw ride. I think he kicks him in the gut. Boom! Famouser still hitting that famouser man. Still getting up off those off those hamstrings and still hitting that famouser. One, two, three. The one. Billy Gunn picks up that win. Uh, oh, look at that! As I move along through these manifesto pages here, I had forgotten one last one last match for that one for that card was uh, Darby Allin versus Scorpio Sky. Same thing with the rest of them. Couldn't find these clips. But shout out to, let's see, I'm going to give a shout out to the freaking Recon123 or 413 on Instagram. For the freaking Recon413 on Instagram, he was in a, actually in attendance at this night's event. Boom, posted a couple pictures with the Elite, with SCU. I hit like on that, son of bitch. I commented and I, I got desperate. I, it was last night I was doing these notes and I couldn't find the results and I just flat out commented. I was like, hey man, who won these matches? Freakin' Recon413, if you're out there listening, thanks for letting me know. Darby Allin picked up the win in this match. And that was over the top. We had talked about as well last week. The next day, Northeast Wrestling was going to keep it going from Waterbury, Connecticut. Moving up to Poughkeepsie, New York, Saturday, January 26th. They had announced it was going to be Northeast Wrestling's The Return Is Now. Uh, If you bought tickets to this, you maybe didn't have the best Saturday that day apologies there's a little bit of egg on my face i helped to, i announced this as well I, like i like i i'd like to state as i've said in the past i have nothing to do with AEW. i definitely don't have anything to do with northeast wrestling i'm just trying to remind or let you cats know who are just like me who are can't wait for may 25th where you can catch these cats unfortunately your opportunity to catch these cats last saturday was canceled um it was i think it was canceled day of uh, there was a, a, a press release that was put out on Northeast uh, Instagram, on their website, a couple things like that, by Marco Lombardi, who's, I guess, the president of Northeast Wrestling. Uh, the event was supposed to be at Hudson Valley Community Center, and it turned out that between, the, the gist is between NYFD, the, the fire department... Uh, the community center and the main issue being capacity permits, they just couldn't get it to work out. I know that I, I saw online they tried to they tried to move it a couple times, to try to figure out where they could get it to last minute. Uh, it just didn't happen. If you did buy tickets to that to uh, to the Return Is Now event, they put out a statement that they're going to be giving you free seat upgrades. Boom! Next week, if you can make it back to Waterbury, Connecticut for their event next week. Uh, I believe it's gonna be the the fourth, the fourth free seat upgrades and uh return tickets to the next event that they will be throwing in Poughkeepsie New York. so Poughkeepsie don't don't hold it against me let's let's uh let's let's take that as water under the bridge there. Apologies, I'm sorry if you bought those tickets. I hope you found something to do that day. And please, dear, I hope I hope to god you didn't go see Aquaman instead Because that seems to be the fallback plan For a lot of better plans Don't let that happen to you guys That same day it turns out I missed one I missed an AEW event Mea Copa I'm coming to you with my hat In my hands here I'm saying I'm so sorry Whoever's downloading This for free who I'll never see face to face I'm sorry I didn't tell you about this fucking event But I'm one man So here we go I missed one This past week that same day, January 26th, Chicago, Illinois. It was A.A.W.'s, the final stand. We had Fred Yahi versus MJF. This one, again, boom. Couldn't find the footage online. But shout-outs to Doug Enriquez over on ProWrestling.com. He had that breakdown. Right before the match, MJF came out in his usual gear. The, the, booty, the booties, the Burberry scarf, Uh, and he receives a call or pretend to receive a call. He does some, he does a good bit, some crowd work. He comes out, he takes a call from Cody. He basically say he's, he basically gets the call and he says like, oh no, I'm not busy. I have Chicago sucks. I can definitely talk. Um, he's getting some heat, getting some heat going. And the last, I guess the last thing he says before he goes back to take that call, he goes, he lies and he's asked about like Cody on the other end apparently is being like, oh, you're wearing your AEW gear, right? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm definitely wearing my, definitely wearing my AEW sweatshirt cool mjf work uh mjf picked up the win over fred yahi i wish i could have given you more about that i wish i could have seen it we're gonna keep our fingers crossed for some more mjf matches here here's one i feel pretty cool about we talked about this last week i told you you had your opportunity and this one actually happened i feel good about that saturday january 27th philadelphia sorry sunday january 27th philadelphia pennsylvania we talked about it was going to be Beyond Wrestling's tryout matches for Uncharted Territory. It was judged by Dirty Dixon and Joy Janela. And I just saw yesterday via Beyond Wrestling's Instagram, they selected Gabriel Sky. Boom, pick somebody. He went, he put in his work, he got down there, did some flatbacks, took some bumps. I don't know if he actually did that. I have no idea what it consisted of. But I'm assuming he took some flatbacks, took some bumps, proved his worth. And if you wanted to say, from All the Wrestling, from All the no, I'm sorry, from All the Weekly, congratulations, Gabriel Sky. Good luck out there at uh, Uncharted Territory. I'm sure Joy Janella had a hell of a time out there picking some talent. Good luck, man. Kick some ass. Go prove your worth. Boom. That was it for the matches this week. The matches and wrestling events that we had this past week for the week of January 23rd through the 30th. That's where you could have caught him, man. If you didn't catch him, later in the show, I'm going to be giving you your opportunities to see AEW Cats for the week of January 31st through February 6th or 7th. I don't give a f- I'm not going to take time to pop up the calendar and see what date that falls on. Here we go. After the matches this week, we're going to get into our our Being the Elite segment. This week, we had more than a Being the Elite segment. This week, we had the debut, the premiere episode of a secondary series series and what what feels like a secondary series in the being the elite series it's called uh on January th- Thursday January 24th road to double or nothing the first episode debuted this one's actually over on the nightmare family youtube channel so if you haven't you probably if you're listening to this you've seen it by now or if you at least heard about it but it's not going to pop up in your being the elite feed make sure you go pop over there to the nightmare family youtube channel subscribe to that so you can get the uh the updates as far as uh um road to road to double or nothing goes because if this proves anything, we're going to be getting some big news. It's not going to be just some bullshit stuff. We're going to be getting big news in in uh, this U-series. All right, so let's talk about what happened in the premiere episode of Road to Double or Nothing. It starts off, you got Cody and Matt on FaceTime. Which, and I thought it was a pretty cool little bit. Some guy named Michael Cellular. That's probably not his real name. That's just some guy who... It's some, it's, it's some guy walking around holding the phone for Cody. If it is, if his name is Michael Cellular, then it's even more hilarious that that's the guy who they make hold the cell phone when Cody's on FaceTime. They're talking. Cody and Matt are talking. Um, and Matt brings up the question, what do you think about Jungle Boy? Jungle Boy, if you've heard that name... Uh, you've probably at least heard that name by now if you're familiar with indie wrestling. He's been on the scene for a little bit. He just popped on my radar. I want to say three weeks ago when I covered that or when I talked about that uh, that GCW 400 Degrees event. He had a match on there, and I, I was impressed. I had, I didn't know much about that guy, but I, I dug his tactics. He's he's very aerial. He's um he's very athletic, very quick. Um and so I, I once this happened, I had to look more into Jungle Boy. Once I started talking about Jungle Boy. I wanted to get into a breakdown of Jungle Boy. So if you're not that familiar with Jungle Boy, boom, here we go. Before we get into the news regarding Jungle Boy, here's who he is. Uh, Jungle Boy is 21 years old. He's a couple years into the business. Um, He is the son of 90210 alum Luke Perry. I've never seen an episode of 90210, and I don't know who Luke Perry is. But, hey, Luke Perry, your son's out there kicking some ass. Uh, He started in LA Underground's Elite Wrestling in 2015. Uh, in 2016, he moved up there to the Bay Area, Respectado, the Bay Area to do all-pro wrestling. He's putting some time in there. I don't know if he was there for the full two years or if he was doing a couple excursions during his time there. Jump to 2018, Jungle Boy debuts in championship wrestling from Hollywood. I know there's a lot of cats that are kind of coming out of there right now. That's a popular scene right now. I think David Arquette was doing a few matches out there. Um, but I know that, that 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 is a popping scene right now in LA, and it's, it's just getting bigger uh, cut to i think summer he was in joy janela's or spring he was in joy janela's la confidential for gcw and i think the pay-per-view numbers for that are really what blew jungle boy up onto the onto the uh the nationwide scale since then he's debuted with bar wrestling and pro gorilla wrestling as well which if you know pro gorilla wrestling you probably know that name at least a lot of the a lot of the cats have gone through there at one point cody's gone through there um a lot of the, the people who go on to be names have at least put in some FaceTime there at PWG if they're on the West Coast. So that's who Jungle Boy is. I'll bring that up to get to this point. So now we are all now you're all aware we're on the same foot of who Jungle Boy is. Cody calls Jungle Boy, makes that offer. Boom. Uh Jungle Boy officially the newest signee to all elite wrestling. I think it's a great pickup. a Couple reasons why, boom. Let's start off with it first he's different i think jungle boy has said is starting to make a name for himself in as much as how much he's feeding into that jungle boy persona the how he moves um his mannerisms all of that he's very much delving into that character i don't think he'll be jungle boy forever i don't think in a few years we'll be knowing him as jungle boy he, he'll probably be going by his real name nate coy um or his st- his stage name nate coy secondarily his age man this cat is 21 this cat is fresh he's got some legs in the business he's got some tank he's got a tank that's that's still pretty full um get this cat out there start to and start to start to get him on a on an international scale and and see what he does man i think it's a great opportunity for jungle boy um overall i think it's a great pickup congratulations jungle boy on behalf of all elite weekly welcome to all elite wrestling I say that not being a part of All Elite Wrestling, but as someone who's a fan, who cannot wait to see you mix it up with cats like Joy, Janela, Paige, Pac, all these cats on a weekly basis. Let's keep moving. In this episode as well, Cody's talking about All In, he's talking about Double or Nothing. He's basically talking about the difference in mindset between approaching the two events. He says, with All In, we leaned into criticism. It was more about what we were being told that we couldn't do. Double or Nothing is for those telling us what we can do. I thought that was really cool. Know that there were rumors about Dave Meltzer jokingly saying that they couldn't sell out the the Sears Building for All In, um, and then really, them really really uh, rejoicing when it sold out in I think 30 minutes or so. Um, cool mindset to have. I think it's important for them to know. Not only is is it um, necessary for you to be thinking about the naysayers. I think at this point, there's enough goodwill and enough love being poured out for aew for them to just focus on giving us what we want rather than what the competition is and i'm sure i'm sure cody's being the son of dusty and and seeing being privy to the wcw system i'm sure seeing that worrying about the other guys doing or worrying about the negative aspects in comparison to the positive aspects of someone else who's doing the same thing didn't work out and maybe let's not take that same approach uh they keep it moving he's uh discussing people with opportunity oh he's cody's discussing people with opportunities this is very interesting when he's discussing people with opportunities they're do, basically cutting a montage of different shots and two of the ones that they focus on is a shot of moose who's if you don't know moose moose is a, a giant of a man but he's a wrestler currently for impact wrestling uh i don't think he's currently holding that belt johnny impact is still holding that belt but Moose was in the contention for a while, and, and Moose is a mountain of a man. Moose is no joke. He needs a little bit more work on that mic, I think. He needs a little bit more charisma. But Moose is somebody who, if you if you looked at him, he is visibly a, a problem for anybody that you want to put him in the ring with. Secondarily, they showed a shot of Stephen Amell. I really got excited about this. I don't I don't like Arrow. Um, and, and I didn't really give it a chance for, I, I didn't give him a chance for years because of the, it, it felt too melodrama for me, it felt, it felt too stilted, it felt too, a little too like, I don't know, uh, I mean, I, I, what I assume and 90210 would feel like, it felt a little too Luke Perry-y for me, um, uh, but... Stephen amell i guess became friends with cody Rhodes. i don't know if it was through i don't know what came first i don't know if it was through cody acting first or or steven trying to turn trying to do a match through wwe either way they became friends and to me that Stephen amell match is one of the matches that i ended up going to most often because it's who it's you know it's the ones that i show it's kind of it was kind of like a like a grabbing point or a jumping in point that i could show friends or show somebody to get into all in it's like yo Arrow, arrows and all in, like, watch, this motherfucker's about to jump through a table. Um, that leave me two big questions. Are we going to see Moose, and are we going to see Stephen Amell in all elite? Particularly, are we going to see Moose, or are we going to see Stephen Amell at double or nothing? I don't feel like some these shots were put in there uh coincidentally i felt like there's definitely a purpose behind that i know Stephen amell was talking after his match with christopher daniels that he's he didn't really have any interest in jumping into a singles match anytime soon he blew up out there man he blew up and uh when i say blow up i mean he just you know lost his breath that's that's what'll happen it um it'll try you it's a different it seems like it's a different type of they say it's a different type of physicality than anything else um and i know that cat on american ninja warrior and I know he's, he's still deep in that arrow verse, but I would love to see Stephen Amell at Double or Nothing. Even if it's just we're walking out with Cody or, or a tag match of some sort, I would love to see Stephen Amell. I would love to see Moose in, in AEW. At some point, I think you would need more build to bring Moose in than you would need for Stephen Amell. But I'm excited at both of these prospects. Lastly, Cody says, who will I wrestle at Double or Nothing? I don't know leaving it open. I think that's very very cool. Who could it be? Could it be Kenny? Could it be Jericho? Could we see the triple threat between him, Matt and Nick? I personally, I personally would love a Kenny match with him coming in or 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 Cody versus Jericho. What do you think? Who do you think Cody should fight? Who do you think Cody will fight or double or nothing? Let me know. Give me a shout at All Elite Weekly. Lastly, a huge announcement on this new show as well at the end to round things out. It was announced Thursday, February 7th, Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City, Double or Nothing Ticket Announcement Party was going to be happening at the talent pool of the MGM Grand Hotel. Very, very cool. This is the second, I think, event since the rally. The rally was down there in Jacksonville. This one's going to be streamed as well. Um, if you can't make it out to Vegas, like myself, uh, it'll be streamed on YouTube. It's going to be at Being the Elite. It's going to be on Twitter at... All elite Wrestling. It's going to be a Facebook the Bucks. It's going to be on Instagram with at, Brandy, at Brandy's channel. Basically, if you want to see it, you're going to have an opportunity to see it. Um, Brandy on Instagram, I think, said or she teased, maybe I'll bring some uh, some newly signed women with me. Hint, hint. I think it's a very cool idea. I love that they're, they're in, including fans into these announcements. I think a lot of times big companies can kind of um overlook the pop of just an announcement or or the communal aspect of of what that what that could be a lot of times press releases and and angles kind of play in more to where things are going i love that they're they're including in like a rally environment in like a we're all in this together environment as we get closer to double or nothing and i'll dig it i'll definitely be watching watching that that uh that announcement on the 7th so that was it. That was the first edition of Road to Double or Nothing. Make sure you jump over there to the American Nightmare, or to the Nightmare Family YouTube channel. Stay up to date on Road to Double or Nothing. Also, on Monday, January 28th, we got a new episode of Being the Elite, Being Elite number 136, entitled How Dare You Defy Me. Uh, it starts off with some footage of the Bucks getting ready to go to Defy Wrestling last week. Uh, I know we talked about it here, and we talked about their surprise appearance, helping out Joey Ryan once again. Uh, throwing down a super kick party out there on team defy um and so this is just them getting ready to go out to seattle i think it's them on their way to the airport them sitting in the airport um they're talking about why they're going i think man says like we're getting in touch with our back in touch with our ind roots you know we'll do some light scouting i thought that's kind of cool i think that's (laughs) i mean that was cool for them to admit that they're going to be out there when they're out there making these appearances they're also keeping their eye open of like yo, like, remember, remember this person, remember this person. And, you know, maybe not everybody on these scenes and some of these smaller shows are going to be ready to go right now, but that doesn't mean within the next 18 months they're not going to be ready to go. So I think this, that's cool that they're out there, not only putting in their FaceTime with the fans, building the brand, they're also lightly scouting. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, the cuts to them sitting in the airport still, and they're basically talking about their surprise appearance in, uh, in Seattle, um, and they, they're figuring out how to tease it on Twitter. I think one of them posts like the fir- a gift of the first Starbucks. Another one of them posts like a gift of, of sleepless in Seattle. And I I thought that this was really fun to see. I know that there's always every time they've in the past few weeks they've been doing these appearances. They've been putting out teases like that. And some 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 websites are picking it up and running with it. Some people aren't reading it into it too much. But I thought it was cool to see firsthand, like or second hand or I I don't really know what hand it is when it's through the camera. But seeing seeing it <laughs> seeing it uh with them coming up with it and them actually being like. Creating like a lost, like when Lost used to do those those um, the scavenger hunts or things like that for the show. When you felt like it, Lost didn't end. Like when when the episode was over, there were still things for you know you discover. You're still interacting with Lost. Lost was still the the cloud of smoke was still interacting with you. The Bucks being the cloud of smoke in this example. They're still teasing you on where they're gonna be. Um, after that, it cut to Cody and Brandy. Cody was cutting out, or yeah, cutting out pictures of MG, MJF's face and posting them over pictures of he and Marty. and He's posting them over Marty's face. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. They they basically then go into like, with, uh, Brandy comes in, she's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Marty's still alive," and he's like, "Marty's dead." Um, awesome, hilarious little bit, man. What the fuck is gonna happen with the villain? This is really, really cool. They're really. Uh, leaning into this and i think it's i think it's fun i remember a few weeks ago we talked about how uh, marty was was uh, they were handling the marty angle when he when they were leaving ring of honor and marty was basically playing dumb like when he was watching the rally he was like what the fuck is aew Uh, or things of this manner uh i dig it They're, they're saying it without saying it they can't talk about marty and aspects to aew yet but it's gonna be very cool when they can I'm loving this this best friend angle between Cody and MJF as well, because Cody is roundly just like a well-legged guy, and super political guy, super even-killed guy, and MJF is just like the heel's heel, he heel, would spit spitting your grandmother's coffee, you know, and then give it back to her. Uh, I, I'm digging all this stuff that they're doing, He's bas- Cody's basically defending MJF to branding where he's like, oh, this guy, and he's like, he is the salt of the earth, and he is my friend. Um, I, I love it. I think it's hilarious, man. She walks away and he's, he's still standing there looking at the picture of the two of them just like longingly. He's like, just two awesome guys. Just two cool guys. That's a fucking hilarious line. I really hope to see Cody and MJF team up at some point as either two awesome guys or two cool guys. Like, I think that'd be really, really fun. I think that's a really fun angle going forward. Or especially when Marty shows up, have Marty show up with with somebody like have Marty show up with with uh, expecting Cody and him to be best friends, you know, and him and MJF are are all buddy buddy now, you know, they're busy being two cool guys. Uh, we keep it pushing from there, and Essie uh, used to basically sitting somewhere, and Christopher Daniels is is doing his tooth bit. If you guys remember last week at Bar Wrestling, we talked about. Christopher Daniels, I think during a kick, he chipped his his chipped his front tooth. Man, he he got his front tooth chipped. He at the end of the, being the elite, he kind of comes into the camera and he's like, "This shit is real." Um, and he's they're doing a whole bit about him covering his mouth and being insecure about it, and the guys giving him a hard time. Funny, but man, I feel it, CD. It happens, man. I've I, I have bonding myself, and I think for years, I one of the one of my nightmares. This is so ghost, but one of my nightmares. This is how first world things can get. Um, one of my nightmares was, like, where recurring nightmares is like, waking, or, like, waking up, and, and my bonding being gone. And just like, having this huge, like, chip, or, like, having this huge gap in between my front teeth. Um, you know, a lot of us used to get teased with that kind of shit, so I thought it was fun they are playing into that. CD, I feel you, man. Good luck with that tooth. I hope they get it fixed soon. Um, and SCU stops giving you shit about it. It's a funny bit, but, hey, man, teeth, a couple things off, should be off-limit, I feel like. Teeth hair boom and that's a couple all right after that we got joey another little in like interstitial or like intermission of joy janela this time instead of doing magic they're like oh joy janela is doing construction and he cuts back to you know he does the he repeats the magic fire bit where he burns himself it's fine to be honest as somebody who's watching these i would rather not have the little joy janela interstitials i know joy janela's coming and i remember i remember you know what he's gonna bring these are nice little reminders but i don't need them i'd rather not have them it was like that avengers the end game uh trailer where you're like all right like we know you didn't you didn't show me anything new like i know exactly this and it it, there's some of them are charming but i I don't need this i'm more excited to get joey Janella back in the fold i want to see more scenes with joey janela even if he's got to shoot some of them i want more more than these little things with joy Janella, rather i'd rather not have it than than have these little interstitials with him at the moment but that that's just me that's how i would make my coffee uh we round things out we got that footage from defy if you didn't see any of that footage that from defy wrestling that we talked about last week Definitely, this is a good uh, a good other side of that. That's this footage is go- is gorgeous, though. I don't know if it was Defy- this footage that they used was actually Defy's footage, or if it was just straight up like iPhone or like DSLR camera shit. But the footage from the, the from the Bucks at the event, it looked great. So if you didn't check this out, go go check out the quality of this footage, man. That's that's a that's a good clip. Um, after that, cut to Kenny Omega, or uh, or sorry, to, to someone on the phone with Kenny Omega. I think it's one of the Bucks. And Kenny has found his phone. They, they're finishing up that bit that they started a few weeks ago where Kenny lost his phone and that timer was going. So Kenny found his phone. Uh, they do a close-up, and how we end this, this episode is they do a close-up on the phone. He flips it over and reveals that timer is at, like, nine days. The timer is at ten days. If you time that out, I believe that adds up to the day of the ticket announcement party in Vegas. Are we going to get the announcement of Kenny Omega signing with AEW on February 7th in Las Vegas, Nevada, near the site of Double or Nothing. Is that what's going to happen? Am I leading into this too much? Am I building this up too much? I really hope that's not the case, but I think all of us out there who saw this are really expecting that to be going down. And if you make the trip out there, if you drive out there for this, I really, really hope that that's what happens. Good luck. Cool runnings if you're going to make it out there there to that event. But I think we can expect that announcement. And what an announcement that's going to be. It's going to shake up the wrestling world. And I I think it's going to be huge. I thought this was a nice little tease. I I really hope we get one more before the seventh or we get even if it's just him posting it or something about it on twitter or the bucks posting something about it on twitter i hope we get one more tease before we get the full drop because i don't think a lot of people picked up this hint yet and i think that could be a big draw to get some more some more eyes on that event out there in vegas if the hint that kenny omega will announce his signing there that's it that was bte 136 Good episode, not the best episode, We had, but um, we had some cool little tidbits in there. The Kenny Omega uh, tease is probably, probably the biggest piece of news. Speaking of news, boom, we finished our matches. We've talked about our episodes. We're moving along, keeping it pushing into all Elite Weekly news for the week of January 22nd through the 30th. I'm one day late on recording this, um, so we got a little bit more to cram in there. Not huge, not huge news week. The the pieces of the news that we mainly did get as far as Jungle Boy signing, um, as far as the rally, those those are really covered in um, in the episodes, which I think is 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 cool as well. Like I talked about, I think that these uh, the rallies, the videos, the Being the Elite, the episodes are, are nice ways to 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 drop these surprises, to drop these announcements rather than just like a press release. I think it makes it more interesting, um, adds a little bit more personality to where things are going. But uh, but this is what we got outside of outside of that this week. Uh, on Instagram, Chris Jericho posted a picture of himself in that full New Japan gear that he has, like the kind of crazy cr- uh, clown look, the Alice Cooper makeup look that he had going. With a, And he had a quote that said, I will be back. What does that mean? The internet is going crazy. What does that mean for Chris Jericho? Is he... Chris Jericho who's who's not known for for always keeping his thoughts to himself or always dropping things at the right moment could he just be talking about the future could he just be saying one day I hope to go back to New Japan I know Cody's talked that he said that he he would love to go back to New Japan but nothing this definitive no one has said I will be back um to me, in my heart of hearts, I would like to think this means that they're getting closer and closer to some type of working partnership. Even if it's just with, even if it's just with the bigger talents, that's where you got to start. Even if it's just starting off with sharing Jericho, even if it's just starting off with sharing Kenny, maybe sharing Cody and the Bucks. That that gives hope, and I think that sets a precedence for the rosters kind of uh, working more cohesively going forward doesn't necessarily mean that no obviously not it doesn't if nothing is solid right now but i thought this was interesting for him to post out there and i think it leaves the door open so either right now either in the near future or someday we can expect to see chris jericho back in new japan pro wrestling cool of him to put that out there bold if it's not uh if it didn't go through the appropriate channels um but also just nice I think that Jericho's run in New Japan was something that a lot of us dug. Obviously got him back to where he's at right now. Um, And I'd love to see a couple more matches. I'd love to see maybe him take Naito again. Um, I'd love maybe to see uh, another Kenny Omega match over there in New Japan. I I think of Jericho-Kenny Omega rematch in AEW holds a lot more water. But I'd love to see some more New Japan stuff regardless. Next on Sunday, uh, the day of the Royal Rumble, which I ended up watching, uh, some footage surfaced and spread of WWE security standing and waiting while one of the fans in the first row was asked to take off his AEW shirt um, on camera. This got covered. This made it. Uh, this footage made its way all the way to the Bucks. Uh, Matt said something like, oh, I hope that guy's night wasn't ruined or something like that. Something nice. But Nick Nick made a statement. He said, let it be known that if you want to wear a WWE shirt at Double or Nothing or any AEW-related event, we won't do this to you. Oh, are some tough words, man. Okay. There was a lot of controversy about this as well. The internet loves to to, to get divisive when something like this happens. I kind of hinted at it when... <sighs> when the rally happened a few weeks ago across from Smackdown there was that the issue the same issue occurring where people who were coming over from the rally in their AEW shirts a brand new major competition a brand new major promotion that's probably going to have you know there's probably going to have national television distribution and it's going to be one of your main competition in the next 18 to 24 months they want to, a bunch of their fans are going to come over wearing your or wearing their gear on your televised event uh uh-uh i know i know this was not how things were back in the day but at the moment uh uh-uh boot to the throat i know as wrestling fans we should all be celebrating each other and we should all be allowed to show our love for whatever wrestlers wrestling promotions we have but to me on a business standpoint this made sense. Not only did you have that, but it was also reported a couple days before that at the access WWE access, where a lot of fans who are coming to these pay per view events get the chance to like meet some of the wrestlers. They get to see some letters like uh, memorabilia, there's there's panels, there's things like that. Um, a lot of these cats who were who were coming in AEW gears, well, this same weekend. Day, the day before, days before, leading up to Royal Rumble, were being asked, rumors were surfacing online that they were being asked to either obscure their AEW logos on their shirts, tilt up their hats, things like that. That's three precedents of like, you know you shouldn't do this. 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 And I'm not condemning that kid at all. I respect that kid. And I thought, I think it's, Good move that he him to have his undershirt on because he knew he was gonna gas to take it, to take it off. I I fuck with the business the business acumen though of of the WWE. I know I, I don't agree with the outrage at, at, that's going on. I don't think that I think this kid should have had to take his shirt off. People are paying ten bucks a month on that network. People are paying more who are just to, who only you know casual fans who only maybe turn in for the Royal Rumble or for WrestleMania. Are paying for that, and and you're gonna get front row shirts for a different promotion? Nah, son, not gonna happen. Apologies to if if uh, if you feel the opposite way, but that's you know that's where that's where I stand. That's where I'm drawing the line. And hey, I'm sorry if that kid's. I'm not even sorry. That kid was fucking front row at the Royal Rumble. What are we talking about? I don't feel sorry for this kid at all. I respect his moxie, but I respect WWE's moxie more in this scenario. Going forward. Don't rock your AEW gear to WWE events. They don't want it. You're giving WWE money. I know that you you want to show your love for a different uh, a different promotion, but this is just going to continue to happen. If you feel like this is going to dehumanize you or make you feel less than or make you feel objectified because you have to take off that shirt, you have to take off that hat. Hey, I'm sorry, but hey, we're 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 starting off the wars again, man. And I know things aren't as intense as they were in the Monday Night Wars, but this is the mindset wrestling's gonna have again. Things are about to get tough. I dig it. I love it. Beef is beef. Also, this week on NuclearConvoy.com, uh, they had an interview with Matt Jackson, entitled "An Interview with Matt Jackson About AEW and OWE." Um, a couple cool little things. I would go check it out if, you, if you're interested in, in, the, in the work, the relationship that Owe and AEW are going to have. I know we speculated about this a lot, and there hasn't been that much information thus far for it to come out um, on their working relationship and how that's going to. That's how that's going to go down. So I, I, I picked out some some uh, some points here that I thought that were interesting um, about how it came to be uh, and how it's going to go. Uh, Matt basically says that he discovered OWE, uh, I think through like GIFs to clips, so like through Instagram, so he originally just started seeing like GIFs of them, clips of them online. Uh, he says that he discovered that his friend from Japan, SEMA, I, I'm not aware of who SEMA is, but he's a, I've heard his name a few times, he's apparently he's a respected wrestler out there in Japan, he discovered that his friend SEMA from Japan has... has a big hand in training these cats and working with these cats here and developing the start of the OWE. They're not even a full year in, like we talked about We're all they're going on a full year in next month. They'll be, I think celebrating the, fir- the, the year anniversary of their, their first show. But that's obviously some, some, uh, some groundwork, some trust. That's more than groundwork. That's more than foundation. That's like, that's I can imagine the, the, when the bucks and steamer were working together back in Japan, that's like piping being laid. Or for a found, before a foundation, you know what I mean? That's like I little did they expect that that they would both be instrumental or running their own promotions, that they could someday, you know, work out a system to, to have each other work with excursions and send send wrestlers back and forth overseas, basically cultivate an international uh grooming place for, for talent. He's asked about the Stronghearts faction and in the past few weeks since the rally there had been Questions regarding are the are just the strong hearts going to be coming from OWE? Or you know is that is that what they're talking about in, in terms to building a relationship with OWE? Should we just expect the strong hearts? Um, he, Matt goes on to say that won't be the end of it. We expect to use several of the talents coming out of OWE. I'd like to house several of the wrestlers, use them for a few months as part of an excursion, and send them home with a little experience, and then do the same thing with other wrestlers. Really, really cool, man. Very, very awesome. I thought that that was really, really interesting to to see um, someone thinking in those terms already. You know, them thinking about like, oh, we can, you know, we can have them, have them over here for a little bit, have them do a tour, have them do an excursion, boom, send them back over, bring some other cats in to start a new cycle the next year. Very promising. Starts to a working relationship with AEW and OWE. This is something, though, that, that kind of caught my attention and had me doing the, the people's eyebrows as I was reading this. Nuclear Convoy goes on to say to Matt, uh, No secret OWE has had difficulties getting international work visas for their Chinese talent with only a handful of their roster who had been advertised to, uh, to work abroad fulfilling their international bookings. Will we see OWE at double or nothing? Uh, so they, he says there, and uh, you know, NC says basically no secret, uh, no secret that they haven't had they've had difficulties getting these visas. It was a secret to me. I didn't know how how much issues they were having over there getting their work visas. But Matt puts him, a, uh, you know, puts us all at assures us all. He says we're working on securing the visas as we speak, fully expecting to have Owe represented at double or nothing. Boom! How exciting is that? Super exciting! Not only are we going to be getting the Strong Hearts faction. We're going to be getting talents from OWE housed over here, hopefully hopefully, in circulating uh, circulating excursions. And also, we're expecting that shit to pop off on May 25th in Vegas. China's coming. Two double or nothing. OWE's going to be kicking some shit off there, guys. And I, I think that's really, really cool. I'm very excited to see uh, what they bring to the table and how different that could be. I'm, I'm very, very pumped. So that was it for that article. Also this week, we had an article on blackwrestlingalliance.com. It was called Me and Mrs. Rhodes by Adrian Howe. Um, and they just talk about Brandy's role. They talk about some things going forward with the company. Same same type of deal. I picked out some tidbits here that I found interesting, kind of pertaining to AEW as we go forward. Uh, at one point, he asked, uh, she's asked about being uh, Chief Branding Officer. She goes on to say, Chief Branding Officer, it's a newer role in a lot of companies. Um, expect a lot of partnerships outreach a little bit of marketing as far as what she's doing. I know a lot of us have been kind of like, what is chief Branding officer what exactly is someone like that responsible for what are their duties entail? she's basically saying it's gonna be a lot you know partnerships outreach marketing things things of that nature she's asked how she feels about being referred to as like cody's wife or or it being said that she's only in this position that she's currently in because she's cody's wife. It seems like she got a little hot about it Which is cool She she goes on a tirade to defend herself And kind of flaunts a little bit She talks about her degrees in, in communications and journalism She talks about her, her Riot scholarships um, You know, just her, jo- her different jobs in reporting And WWE, how she was there before she You know, how she had was in wrestling before she Before she met Cody And that's how she met Cody Um good for her man she definitely does not seem like a pushover she seems like a great face for the company a good some person to outreach or to do outreach for a company to build partnerships everything that they're talking about her doing and she definitely doesn't sound like a pushover she sounds like she's got a backbone man um so that was cool to see uh at a certain point they ask her about heading the women's division it's been said a lot of places that she would be quote heading the women's division um which makes it sound like she's key in charge i know in the past that sounds like a little bit of kevin nash syndrome where people are worried about like kevin nash the whole kevin nash syndrome when it comes to either her or cody uh, as far as being solely responsible for an entire division and also being a talent still in that division but she goes on to say there are a few more people in our group that i'm sharing or that i'm sharing responsibilities with it's not just one person there you go if you're concerned about that that should put your mind at ease somebody who's going to be out there busting the vionic spear isn't necessarily the be-all end-all word to uh to what happens as far as booking with the women's division and lastly uh they go on to say you know i think she's asked you know what she's seen in different promotions or, or what she feels that she can bring to a woman's locker room. She goes on to say, I've been in locker rooms all over the world and all over uh, different promotions. Um, I've seen happy and I've seen unhappy locker rooms. And that's, that's something that I hope to help implement here in the women's division in uh, AEW. Very cool. Good on Brandy. I'd say go check out the article on black wrestling com if you didn't read it, but those are what I picked out as far as pertaining to AEW. (laughs) Lastly for news, uh we had an interview with scu it was queen of wrestling interview with scu uh smaller smaller interview i think it's 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 all three it's frankie kazarian scorpio sky and christopher daniels all sitting down with this this chick who calls herself the queen of wrestling um i believe it was from the la area from like bar wrestling i think it was around that time um or maybe even that same day of but it's it's very small super small interview off the bat i thought it was super cool of scu to be sitting down to do this interview it's not a big outlet or, or anything like that to any extent but someone who calls himself queen of wrestling obviously is a wrestling fan and i thought it was really cool of them to sit down and do this um it was fun it was fun it's it's a different dynamic particularly at first it's hilarious to see christopher daniel kind of comes in hot and he has to tone it down he kind of comes in working almost like an r angle like an r-rated angle um you know his 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 humor is a little bit he looks like he he realizes quickly that it's kind of either i don't want to say going over this this interviewer's head but it's definitely not her cup of tea so he kind of tones it down it's very it's very nice to see them them tone it down super quickly and how how uh honed they are as far as their craft and as far as talking and as far as doing press like they they tone that shit down immediately to a pg-13 if not a pg uh, some nice little tidbits in here. Storpio Sky basically tells the story of um, or buying his first wrestling shirt in 1998, I think an odd Topic, um, and then returning to that same place 21 years later to buy the SCU Worst Town I've Ever Been To shirt from the same store which I thought was so cool. That's and you love when you hear stories about wrestlers who, who grew up fans such such fans of the biz and then they eventually get to do something like that like oh man like I used to buy shit here now like I'm buying my own shit here. Very cool. Also though, he said he bought his first wrestling shirt in 98 and I was like, "How old is this motherfucker?" Cuz Scorpio Sky if I expected him to be older cuz he just looks like a man, but maybe he's maybe he's a lot younger than I expected. If that's the case, fuck I mean, good for you, Scorpio Sky. But goddamn, I look 45, man. If you're pushing 30 and you look in your 20s, man, I got I got to figure out what these cats are taking. I got to spend more time out here in the SCU sunshine. So that was it. Go check out those interviews if you want to. Um, if you're interested in learning more about more about Brandy's role, if you're interested in learning more about you know Owe Owe. Or just hearing some more, some some cool. It's like I think the SCU roundtable. It's like twenty minutes of them them kind of shooting the breeze and telling stories. So I'll check some of these out if you're interested. We're rounding the bases here, guys. Last two stops. Here we go. This is these are your opportunities to catch all elite wrestlers or AEW cats live out in your neck of the woods or near your neck of the woods for the week of January 30th through February 6th. First of all, tomorrow night or very late tonight, depending on how, how late I get this thing uploaded. Thursday, January 31st, Atlanta, Georgia, at Wild Pitch Underground. You got Ultimate Bar Brawl. There's a lot of Google. Uh, most of these stops this week have more than one cat, so that's pretty cool. You got Frankie Kazarian's band, Gutter Candy, opening up. Boom. You are, uh, Frankie Kazarian shredding it out there on either the bass or the guitar. I don't know what he plays, um, but there you go. You can see Frankie Kazarian. See how well, see if he hits that, see if he uh, hits those licks as well as he hits that Meltzer. After that, uh, you have ODB versus Penelope Ford. Penelope Ford, who's going to be a great hand here in the women's division in AEW, is going to be out there tearing shit up. If you never heard about uh, Ultimate Bar Brawl, I think any of this place that's Wild Pitch Underground i mean it's that it's like a it's a bra it's a it's a bar there's no ring no rules like cats are just going out there and tearing shit up jumping off tables jumping off you know the countertops whatever you got to do to get it done and uh so as far as aw cats you got frankie kazarian and Penelope before both tearing it up and something that i find very interesting headlining this match ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock having one of his first i mean it's got to be one of his first five fights this may be his first official fight back on u.s soil but it's definitely within his first five to six ken shamrock's headlining this one very interesting a couple aew cats are gonna be there and ken shamrock's gonna be there to me at least i think ken shamrock would be a great addition or a great um one or two match signee for something like double or nothing Ken Shamrock appearing in an an American wrestling promotion again could tear some shit up. That man was a dangerous weapon. He was no joke, man. And it's going to be... I'm going to try and find... I'm sure this match will find its way online. Or at least some clips of this match will find its way online just because it's so high profile. But I would expect to see some AEW cats there supporting Penelope before uh, supporting Frankie Kazarian. And I wouldn't be shocked if there were some business being discussed, or at least negotiations or or possibility, or some talks about what could make Ken Shamrock coming to AEW possible. So if you're out there, hot Atlanta, go see it. The next night, Friday, February 1st, two days from now, Atlanta, Georgia, still hot Atlanta, so so deaf territory, at Espacio Discotheque. Wow. At Espacio, let me say that for you one more time. At Espacio, discotech. Man, that sounds—that sounds like a fun place to be. Uh, you're gonna have. Oh, man, I wish I knew what this was called. Oh, sorry, it was called Come Hell or High Water at Espacio Disco And this one's another big, big card. You don't got one AEW cat. You don't got two AEW matches. You got three AEW matches on this card. Starting things off, Thunder Rosa in a triple threat versus Penelope Ford and Delilah Doom. Thunder Rosa from Impact. Thunder Rosa, who's been out there doing her shit Uh, Delilah Doom I haven't seen yet, but there's another two chances. Boom. Two nights in a row, guys. During Super Bowl weekend, you got a chance to see Penelope Ford out there in Atlanta. Next. This is a big one. MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the best fucking heel coming versus Scorpio Sky. This is going to be interesting. This is cool. This is an opportunity for them to start mixing it up a little bit. And start maybe brainstorming potential feuds going forward. How well does MJF... How how well do they stack up? I don't know what type of chemistry they're going to have. I've never seen them in the ring together. They're obviously two very different types of workers. MJF very much so. Ground and pound. Technician. Matt Technician. Uh, Scorpio Sky. Very aerial. Very, very athletic. Um, and AEW. I think the first AEW versus AEW match... That we've had since the announcement. So boom. There you go. Lastly. What a hell of a fucking headlining match. The Lucha Bros. Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. If you recall Pentagon Jr. from All In last year. What a fucking barn burner he had. And this cat is just tearing things up on the circuit out there over at Impact. Um, Him and Ray Phoenix have been killing things. And they are taking on SCU. Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. That's a tag team match right there, man. That's a hell of a match. If you're in Atlanta, if you're visiting Atlanta for the Super Bowl, go to Espacio Discotech. Go see that match because, goddamn, I would not be shocked that that's going to go down as one of the best tag team matches of the year. Next, the next day, Saturday, January 2nd, Erie, Pennsylvania. We're moving it up a little bit. I think we're we're definitely going at least further north. I don't know how far in east we are, but Erie, Pennsylvania. Boom, Pro Wrestling Rampage. You got a couple of interesting things going on that day. At I think like two p.m. There's a There's a Pro Wrestling seminar by again the one the man the only badass Billy Gunn. I think that's taking place at two. Go get some knowledge, man. Go soak up some knowledge. I know that this one is being marketed for only specifically only for it says like folks in business, for train wrestlers and wrestlers in training. Um, if you're out there trying to get your chops going, you know, if you're a couple years in, a couple months in, if you're if you just want to soak up some good knowledge by somebody who's been fuck up the road, down the road, he spun that thing, he's he's flipped it and reversed it. Um, go do that, and then later that evening at six o'clock, I believe they're having a show. Uh, for a pro wrestling rampage show and billy gunn will make an appearance there's no there's no match for him right now announced but he will be appearing in that match i think tickets for like for to do both i think it's like 40 for the show or if you're doing both it's 50 for the seminar and for the show the same day saturday february 2nd also philadelphia pennsylvania i don't think that's that far from erie maybe it is but it's in pennsylvania mlw's super fight what a hell of a card, man! I think Pentagon Junior is on that one as well. I didn't look into too many too uh, too many of the matches. I couldn't find, but MJF is also scheduled for announcement. Or sorry, not for announcement. MJF is scheduled for an appearance on that. I don't think there's a scheduled match for him yet. But there you go, another chance to go check out the heel Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, go show him how divisive he is, man. If you're like me, you cheering for him. If you're like a lot of cats out there, you're booing for him. But you're probably going to be making some noise for him by the end of the match. The next day, Sunday, February 3rd, Hamilton, Ontario. Taking it back up to the great white north. Uh, A1 Wrestling's Live Pro Wrestling. I'm That's kind of a generic name. Alpha 1. Alpha 1 Pro Wrestling's Live Pro Wrestling. Alright, okay, Live Pro Wrestling. Um... In this though, definitely not a lame match. You got a hell of a fucking match. I wish there's, I hope there's a name for this match because there for this event because this this match deserves a name. Triple threat for the Impact World Title. MJF Maxwell Jacob Freeman versus Ethan Page versus you probably know him as either Johnny Impact or Johnny Mundo, but when he comes to Alpha Wrestling, he is Johnny Alpha. Triple threat for that Impact Wrestling Championship. What a great look for fucking MJF, man! What a very cool spot and a big, big spotlight for him to be under that night. Even if it's in a smaller show, even if it's just for A1's Live Pro Wrestling, um, that's a fucking match, and that's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be a barn burner, man. If you're out there, if you're up there in in, in Canada, uh, put a couple Drake CDs in in your CD changer. Make that trip up to Hamilton go check that out lastly we've talked about it i've brought it up twice now for the your last chance for this week to see these cats out there february 7th las vegas nevada mgm hotel uh double or nothing ticket announcement it's probably gonna be like a rally again could turn into a party guys if you can make it out there make sure you go make it out there possibly a kenny omega signing we're definitely, we're, we're probably going to get some, some announcements for some female competitors if Brandy's got her way. Um, and those tickets will go at least up, or at, well at least know when those tickets go up. Um, so it's a big week. Big week for All Elite Wrestling. That's it, guys. Fasten your seatbelts. We're touching down here. I'm bringing us down to cruising altitude. We're going to close things out with our second edition of All Elite Way Back. I got a match here for you guys. The event is Smoky Mountain Wrestling TV August 13th 94 81394 Again, Chris Jericho. I to be honest with you guys, I'm still in like 96. I told you I'm going back doing a lot of these guys matches in chronological order. I'm in 1996 right now, but this one, your match of the week from 94, Smoky Mountain Wrestling TV. You got the thrill seekers, Chris Jericho and Lance Storm versus one of the best tag teams to ever come out of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, the Gigolo Jerry Garvin, uh, and Tom Pritchard. Tom Pritchard himself. What a great match for the thrill seekers! At this point, they had already come in as baby faces. They were really building some uh, some love out there in, in, uh, in the Smoky Mountain territory. Um, jericho was hitting loin salts and things like that they were just high flying they had a lot of energy super positive um super young super hungry and they were already they were already starting to build a name for themselves but uh this match starts off with jericho having an injured hand they say it's from a motorcycle injury it's totally possible i mean i if if that's the case it was a coincidental because what happens in this match not only gets Jericho and and Landstorm more more uh, excitement going forward, but it, this puts them over, man. This is the match I feel like that really really put them over earlier in their careers, um, and kind of helped propel them on from Smoky Mountain to go up against the best that Smoky Mountain had to offer. Yet Jim Cornette out there, you got them really throwing down. You got them really really going all out, um, hitting the ropes hard. Jericho gets some color in this match, but definitely check this out. This one, there, you got a couple false finishes. I don't want to give away the surprises, but this I feel is the match that really put Jericho over in Smoky Mountain and really propelled him to his next step, which I mean would be you know we we know would go on to be ECW, and that's kind of where I'm at as far as his his short stint of uh, his stopover in ECW. But Smoky Mountain Wrestling, TV eight thirteen ninety four, the Thrill Seekers, Chris Jericho and Landstorm versus the Heavenly Bodies. What a match! Go check it out let me know what you think Um, that's gonna do it man that is it we've talked about matches this week we've talked about being the elite we had a brand new series road to double or nothing we talked about where you could catch the all elite wrestlers this coming week we talked about owe and I gave you your all elite way back match of the week the thrill seekers the baby Chris Jericho that's gonna do it for me man whoo it's time to plug it up uh, if you dug this if you've got any suggestions if you got recommendations um, if you just want to hear me talk about something in particular as far as like an aew wayback match hit me up all elite weekly YouTube SoundCloud Spotify iTunes uh, your mom's Gmail wrestling with uh, wrestling shit at gmail.com. That's been it for me here, guys. I'll catch you guys next week. Uh, I'm Matt Cruz. Go be elite.